I've missed recording these lives so fucking much. Okay, let's pour some tea. Hello, beautiful people. Say hello as you're coming in. And let me know where you're watching from so that I can say hi to you. Even if you're watching on a replay, still say hi. Thank you. I love this shirt too. I got it from Beyond Retro. Um, it's so it's so cozy. I love it. Thank you. Say hello as you're coming in, people. We are gonna get started in just a minute. Oh, and this is ah, this is gonna be a very good conversation. Let me just pin this comment so that everyone know everyone coming in knows what the fuck we are talking about. Okay. So how to embrace change and life transitions even when it feels fucking scary. That is what we are talking about today. And I'm just gonna give it one more minute while everyone comes in, but do say hello. Say hello. Yes, so many Londoners. I love it. I'm in London as well, West London. Um, we have Southeast London, Toronto, Canada, London, Canada as well, Cape Town. Ah, oh, I miss South Africa so fucking much. So I'm from Zimbabwe, so I'm right next door. I miss just Africa in general so fucking much. Paris, London, Greece, amazing. Belgium, beautiful, beautiful. All right, people, get comfortable because this conversation is going to be a very, very powerful one. And I would like you actually in the comments, if you feel comfortable to do so, New York, hello, Germany, hi. Um, if you feel comfortable to do so, I want to know, are there any changes that you are currently going through in your life? Are there any life transitions that you are going through? Because as we, as I share what I have with you today, I would like actually to be able to speak directly to your situation if I can. This is something that I like doing in my videos and in my trainings. So is there a life transition or a change that you are currently going through? And before you share in the comments, I would advise you to make it as concise as you can, because if it's super long, I won't be able to get into it. So is there something? Is it um, a career change? Are you going through a breakup right now? Are you entering a new relationship? Are you putting yourself forward for a different type of job? Are you, um, I, d I don't know what the fuck is happening with you. So I would like you to tell me <laughs> if you feel comfortable to do so, if there are any changes that you are going through right now or any life transitions that are kind of causing you to feel uh, some resistance or to feel a little bit of fear, all right? Because we're going to be talking about that. So let me just have a sip of my tea. So today we're drinking red tea. Mm. It's so fucking good. So fucking good. Look at it. Look at it. Anyway, if you are new to my work, and new to this community, let's have a look. Okay, okay, a lot of people are sharing. If you are new to my work in this community, my name is Africa. Yes, that is my real name. I do have to say that all the time because people ask me. So I'm a mindset coach and I'm an NLP practitioner. So what I specialize in 
is helping people to rewire their way of thinking, really change their behavior so that they can set themselves up for personal success or professional success. But I work with the mind and I use psychology-based tools evidence-based tools, but I also use abstract concepts. I also use a lot of energy work in what I do. So I fuse a lot of things, but this is my work professionally. So I want you to feel uh, secure in knowing that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but at the same time, I want you to know that not everything is going to be for you. And actually this is important when you're absorbing any kind of information or any kind of teachings, not everything is for you and it's not supposed to be. Some things will resonate and some things won't, but it is your responsibility as a self-aware adult to take what the fuck you need and leave what you don't. Say it with me. <laughs> take what the fuck you need and leave what you don't. Not everything is for you. Even if you admire the person delivering the message, don't trick yourself into believing that everything needs to resonate with you. Because another thing about this, people, is that sometimes we're not ready to receive a message. And when you're not ready to receive a message, you are going to resist it. Your mind is going to resist that message. So you might come back to this video in about six months or a year and it's gonna land a little bit differently. And that is okay, that is normal. But if something doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to take it. You don't have to question it so much. It just means that it's not for you right now. All right, good, wonderful. Okay, so let me just read out some of these changes before I, um, before we dive in. So recovery from, and thank you, by the way, for sharing all of this with me. I want you to know that I hold sacred everything that you share. Um, I really do value it. I don't assume that it's easy to just put yourself out there. And I want you to know that even if I don't speak directly to anything that you share with me, I do see it and I honor it and I acknowledge it. Okay, good. Um, so going through a recovery from physical and emotional trauma, going through a breakup as well. Um, I've grown apart. So someone just said, oh, one second. Uh, the moon mother, I love your handle so much. Um, no, this is someone else's. I've grown apart from my friends and feeling lonely. Oh, this is huge for so many people. Making more money than I've ever had in my life. Oh, I feel this. I feel this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Career change, going abroad for my masters, starting a brand new job after seven months of unemployment. Congratulations on your new job. That is incredible, Olivia. Um, yesterday I initiated a breakup. It was not well received. Um, Haley said college course, and I'm trying not to self-sabotage and question my intelligence. Oh, Yes, we're going to talk about that. And I love the self-awareness. I love the self-awareness. Peace attack, two years sober, displaced after a hurricane, so moving across the country while trying to start school. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine what you must be experiencing. I hope that you are safe and those around you as well. I hope that you are safe and everything will be okay. All right. Um, loss of my mother figure, grief. Grief is a huge one. And grief is a big part of this, actually. So I'm glad that you said that very specific word. Uh, and then you said, I want to cut everyone off and start over. <laughs> 
I know the feeling, but we need to talk about that. Cutting people off is not always the solution, all right? Unless we're cutting people off. In fact, it's the term cutting people off, slight tangent, but releasing, um, when you choose to release instead of cut people off, it actually allows you to do that from a more intentional place, from a more grounded place. Because even just in the language, right? Because as human beings, linguistics play a huge part in how we receive information. Okay, so when you're cutting people off, it's a very aggressive thing. Um, and even if you think there's some kind of benefit to it, yeah, I mean, this can be a this can be a whole different thing on why cutting people off is not always the solution. Let me know if we should do that. But yes, I completely get it. I get what you're trying to say. Um, changing flats and entering a new relationship. Yes, career change, friendship changes. Oh, yes. Losing many close friends and learning to be alone, quitting medical school, going through the idea of moving. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of movement. Oh my goodness, moving abroad again, switching back. There is a lot of movement, people, a lot of breakups, a lot of career transitions, quitting jobs, taking breaks. Ah, oh, all right. I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And yes, we're, we're going to talk about, actually, let me just write it down very quickly um, to remind myself to do a training for all of us on cutting people off versus releasing connections because there's a huge difference and i had to realize that the hard way because <laughs> it's easy in action but internally it doesn't actually serve you in the way okay we're back all right so now i have an idea of what's happening in the room and if you're watching this on a replay, you can still put it in the comments and we can have a little back and forth and it will still allow you to actually release and share in the way that you need to. So now that I have an idea of what's happening in the room, I see that there's a lot of movement. And of course, we're in a fucking pandemic. We a lot of people are displaced, not even just physically, but also spiritually and emotionally and mentally. There is a lot of movement. There is a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of instability as well. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of breakups, right? A lot of career changes, having to do things that you've never done before, having to face different parts of yourself that you have never faced before. And I know that it's not a comfortable thing. Trust me. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. And another thing I want you to know is that my approach to coaching and my approach to speaking and conversations like this, it's, it's very heavy shit, right? It's very heavy shit. But I think there is a way to approach these conversations in a, in a warm way without, without allowing all of these things to break us and to crumble us. All right, so by the, by the time you finish listening to this or watching this, whatever the case might be, I want you to know that you are not the problem, that you are not stuck in this state, that you know everything we experience is in constant movement. You are not in this place forever. You do have more options than you might realize. And sometimes those options are not just external things, but you have a shit ton of internal resources that you can use because i never want you to feel stuck i think sometimes self the world of self-development 
can make you feel like you're stuck, you're the problem, you need to constantly be fixed. And I think that's fucking bullshit. I think it is absolute bullshit. I think we are in constant movement and things change and these states are temporary, okay? Good. So, what I'm gonna do, this is gonna be a combination of kind of stream of consciousness, tapping into what you shared with me. If anything comes up for you, please do share it in the comments because then I can see it and I can refer to it. So I want it to kind of be a dialogue, all right? But what I'm gonna be sharing with you are the four stages that I have seen in my own personal experience and when I work with clients, the four stages that we kind of have to go through. You know, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you kind of have to go through these four stages so that any change or transition that you're experiencing in your life doesn't feel debilitating that you don't feel powerless to that change because that's something that happens you know i think um not even i think i know that a lot of the time it's because we feel powerless to the change and tell me if this feels true for you right now or if this kind of resonates a little bit i think that's where the shift needs to happen right we need to reframe the experience of change or reframe what we're experiencing right now because we tend to feel that huge discomfort or we engage with it on such a deep level because we feel powerless to the change so i want to take you through some steps that can allow you to kind of just start to look at your situation a little bit differently and remember again not everything is going to apply to you and your personal situation and that is absolutely okay all right that it's it's okay it's okay so first thing that i have realized when it comes to really learning to embrace change and transition even when it feels fucking scary is acceptance all right it's acceptance <laughs> people acceptance and i know i know that accepting that discomfort that comes with that change is a very difficult thing and the reason why if you if you've known my voice and my work for a while you will know that i'm an advocate for discomfort right and discomfort and pain are two very different things discomfort is an essential part of growth this is something that i remind myself all the fucking time please write this down if you can discomfort is an essential part of growth because once you really understand that it means when you feel it it's no longer going to be a stranger all right we need to learn to befriend discomfort because what we tend to do and this all ties in to acceptance gugumpofu said not the a word <laughs> acceptance yes <laughs> yes we need to befriend discomfort because with any change you make in life, whether you label that change as good or whether you label that change as bad, and I'm very intentional in my language, all right? Because when I say, when you label, because that's what we do, we label things bad and good and we label things positive and negative, right? We do that. But it's, it just depends on how you choose to perceive that situation and how you choose to process that information. And there's nothing wrong with either way, right? If something to you is bad, then it's bad. That's your personal decision to make. But most of the time we label, we label discomfort as bad, 
okay but discomfort discomfort really is an essential part of growth if you are making any kind of change in your life whether that change as i said is labeled good or bad right you are going to feel some kind of resistance why because you are heading into the unknown you are doing something that you have never done before or something you haven't done that many times all right and you're also experiencing a different part of yourself. Your your it's change calls you and kind of demands you to respond differently to life, to respond in a way that you don't normally. Okay, it demands you to train a new way of behavior. It, it demands you to create new patterns, and that signals a threat to your brain. Okay, you could be trying to make the smallest change or the biggest change. It could be something incredible happening or something crushing like a breakup, right? But your brain is always going to perceive that as a threat. Why? Because you're heading into uncharted territory. You're heading into a space that you've never been before. And discomfort is just going to be a part of that. So acceptance is very important. I would love to know yes yes of course i pronounced your name correctly <laughs> isn't it amazing when when people fucking pronounce your name correctly anyway anyway back to the topic at hand it is vital to understand that discomfort is going to be a part of any change that you are experiencing and i want to know how many people in the room would say that they are comfortable with the concept of discomfort I just want to know. I just want to have an idea and there's no right or wrong. I just want to know, or is it something that you're beginning to learn, something that you're beginning to understand? I want to know how many people are comfortable with the concept of discomfort and how many people are still working through it and starting to realize that, you know what, this is going to be something that I fucking experience quite often. Okay. I would love to know, but ultimately acceptance has to be the very first step you have to accept what is um drink sober not boring said no <laughs> maria is still trying i love it joy working on it ravina definitely beginning to learn and understand why it is there Hale said, I'm not comfortable. It's okay, my love, don't worry. It's a practice, it's a practice. Louisa said, I'm starting to be moon mother. I'm maybe too comfortable with it. Oh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, much more now. Let's see. Okay, yes, yes. I see that a lot of people, and to be honest, I would argue that if you are someone that engages with conversations like this or a lot of the conversations that i have for, for example around self-sabotage i would argue that you are more comfortable with discomfort than you might realize and when i talk about being comfortable with discomfort remember remember discomfort and pain are two very different things i'm talking about the essential ingredient that's always going to be present when it comes to any kind of growth all right, that's what we're talking about here. And I think if you are someone that is open to conversations like this and self-inquiry and you um, are interested in understanding yourself better and looking at your behavioral patterns and taking accountability, taking responsibility for yourself, I would argue that you are actually not as terrible as you might think you are with the concept of discomfort, right? Um, let's have a look. 
Cutie Salam said, discomfort is temporary. I had to rewire my thinking. Yes, exactly, exactly. Discomfort is temporary and once you go through it, once you go through it, you will see that it is always, always worth it. It is always worth it. If you are on a path of growth or betterment in some kind of way, discomfort, any kind of discomfort is always going to be worth it. For example, for me in getting sober, which I would say is one of the best fucking things I've ever done in my entire life, I had to experience discomfort, right? I experienced a lot of fucking discomfort for about the first year. Anytime that I was in an environment where people were drinking or people were taking drugs and I was like, oh my goodness, I just, I, I just want a fucking line or I just want a glass of wine and I'm going to be okay. I had to sit in that discomfort. I had to sit in that discomfort and say, no, Africa, your sobriety is much more important. Your peace of mind is much more important. You're remembering what the fuck happened tonight, tomorrow morning is much more important. And I had to embrace that discomfort. And for four years, I've been embracing that discomfort. Any, any thoughts that, that entertain anything like that, I have to sit in them and that is discomfort. So that's the discomfort that I'm talking about, all right? So it can be, if you're experiencing a breakup, right? It could be the discomfort of being single. Maybe you find that you're the kind of person that you can't, um, that you find it difficult to be alone that there's a, lot, there's a lot of kind of trauma around being alone. Maybe it's abandonment, maybe it's the fear of rejection or whatever the case might be. So you find yourself going into relationship after relationship after relationship. So maybe you've now experienced a breakup and there is so much discomfort in that, in that alone time, so much discomfort in that solitude, but you know because you've done the self-inquiry, because your self-awareness has sharpened, you know that it is so important for you to stay in that discomfort and get to the root of why you need to go into another relationship straight after another one without giving your time, yourself time to heal, giving yourself time to reset your boundaries, giving yourself time to understand yourself on a deeper level, you are going to feel discomfort and that is okay. So those are the kinds of things that I'm talking about, right? Discomfort as well. Another example of, of why accepting discomfort is very important is, you know, sometimes change that feels scary is not just the change we label bad, right? It could be good change. It could be you getting a promotion, right? Let's say you get a promotion, the promotion that you have always, always wanted um, and you have worked years, you have worked very hard, whatever the fuck the, the specifics might be. Um, Jade, don't worry, you're right on time. Uh, whatever the specifics might be and you finally get that job, you finally get that promotion, you finally get the, that position, but then what happens? you start to feel like an imposter. You start to feel like you're underqualified for the position. You start to feel like a fraud. You start to feel, <laughs> and I laugh because this is so real. This is, this is imposter syndrome, people. I have an episode coming out on this uh, tomorrow. But you start to feel like a fraud. You feel like they're gonna find out that you are not capable at doing that job. What is that you're experiencing? You are experiencing discomfort right? So you have an option. You could have the option to 
somehow fuck everything up so that you get demoted from the position or you quit the job before they find out, right? Right? So you could you could go down that route or or you could sit in the discomfort, in the initial discomfort, right? The temporary discomfort. Because that's something you have to remind yourself. This discomfort is temporary. It's not forever. This discomfort is temporary. It's not fucking forever. Because if you convince yourself that it is forever, that it's permanent, you are going to keep on perpetuating the same behavior that keeps you in that permanent state of discomfort. I hope that makes sense. I'm sure it does. But anyway... You can choose consciously and intentionally choose to stay in that discomfort and remind yourself, you know what? No, this is not an accident. I haven't ended up here by accident. I worked very hard to get myself to this point. I studied to get to this point. Whatever your details might be, I don't know. I don't know, right? I studied to get to this point. I worked X amount of years to get to this point. I've invested in my knowledge. I have shown up every single day. I have gone above and beyond. All of the proof is there. They would never just hire me by accident. That's bullshit. That's not how, that's not how jobs work. That's how you have to speak to that discomfort, okay? They, would ne- they wouldn't have hired me by accident. I went through an interview process just like everyone else and my work speaks for itself. That's how you have to speak to yourself, right? When you're experiencing discomfort. But what do you do? You stay in that discomfort and you accept that this is something I'm feeling because I'm up-leveling, right? This is something I'm feeling because I'm shifting my identity, because I'm no longer the person that, you know, hopes for the, for, uh, hopes for the promotion and continues working just hoping for the promotion. No, I am now the person who has been promoted to that position, So it's new, right? And that is accepting that discomfort is going to be a part of it. That is how you reframe that experience of discomfort and understand that it's there to teach you something. It's not there to fuck you over, all right? It is not there to fuck you over. Cuter said, I was so convinced it was for diversity stats. I shouldn't even laugh because that is a real thing. I mean, that is a that that's its whole whole thing, but it is not your place to make that assumption about yourself. It is not your place to say I am only here for diversity. It's not your fucking place to say that, right? Because that's your ego trying to sabotage you, trying to lessen your value, trying to disprove your value, and that is not fucking true. That is not fucking true. And that's, that's where you have to check yourself and say, no, I'm not here because of diversity stats. I am here because I am very fucking good at what I do because I'm qualified to be here. Right? Good. Yes, someone said imposter syndrome feels horrendous. I felt that throughout my entire master's in entrepreneurship. I thought at any moment they would find out if I was a flu. I they would find out I was a fluke if I got in. Oh my goodness. Imposter syndrome is so fucking aggressive. Please listen to my podcast. It's coming out tomorrow. The episode on imposter syndrome. My God. I still experience it sometimes. I still experience it sometimes. Um, but it's very, oh, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't stay for long. I'll tell you that much. It does not stay for long because it is all bullshit. It is all fucking bullshit. Um, 
Yes, so acceptance. <laughs> acceptance is the first thing. And Cutie also said, sit with it. It's so painful, but so much self-discovery and awareness comes out of it. Yep, I, I agree, 100%. I agree. And also, a little reframe that you could use there as well is to kind of affirm to yourself and of course this will be entirely dependent on you affirm to yourself that it's it doesn't have to be painful you know it doesn't have to be painful because sometimes what we do and again this is why language and linguistics are uh, it's so important to be mindful of the things that we say because they inform the way that we feel and our feelings inform our actions and our actions inform our results all right. So it's very important to be so fucking intentional about what we're saying. So when we say things like um, this is so painful, make sure that that's exactly what it is that you're feeling. All right. We need to be because I think um, also because I think with the language, I think the English language is very fucking limited. I don't know about you. <laughs> I think English is not my first language. Shona is my first language from Zimbabwe. And I think the English language is so limited. And what I have realized, even just in my professional life, but also my personal life, is that we need to be very intentional about the words that we're saying. So if you're experiencing change or transition of any kind, if it is painful, then say it, yeah? Say it and be honest about exactly what you're feeling. But sometimes you need to give yourself a moment and say, is this actually pain? Or is this just some kind of discomfort that I need to move through and really look at closely? Because sometimes we kind of group everything as pain, right? When it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And I know that this is not um, a way of thinking that is accessible to everyone, which is why I like having conversations like this with you. But sometimes we say to ourselves, oh, this is so hard. This is so painful. Um, because we don't have another word for it, because we, we don't have another way to describe this thing that we're feeling, you know? And then what happens is that we affirm this idea that it's painful, that it's hard, that it's too much, and then it keeps us in the same place. Does that kind of make sense? I really hope that makes sense. Um... <laughs> Lexery said, English is flatter than a pancake. <laughs> goodness i did i didn't expect i didn't ex <laughs> i didn't ex i didn't expect that comment i did not expect that comment english is, is so limited i'm so sorry um so acceptance acceptance is number one all right acceptance is the first acceptance is the first thing that we need <laughs> acceptance acceptance of discomfort acceptance of what is um and acceptance of the way that you feel all right so number one is accept lex that was hilarious I, d I didn't expect that but it's true it's true i'm sorry um all right number two number two what we need to do in terms of embracing <laughs> in terms of embracing change and transition even when it feels fucking scary is to acknowledge okay <laughs> <laughs> Let me just dip my tea because I. <laughs> mm. Okay. Do we feel like we have number one down acceptance? I think we do. If you still have any questions about that, 
just add them in here and I can expand on something if we still have a little bit more time. But the second thing, okay, when it comes to embracing change and transition, even when it feels fucking scary, is acknowledging, all right? And the reason why I thought this part was very important and why it's been important for me, actually, because when we talk about acknowledging, it's about acknowledging your past. What do I mean when I say that? I, you know, sometimes I, I notice just in the conversations that I have with my friends or my partners or my family or my clients or just conversations that I have with myself, because I have a lot of them, um, we do not give ourselves credit for the things that we have already overcome in our lives. All right. And tell me, as I speak, I want you to tell me if this is true. Do you feel like you give yourself enough credit and acknowledgement for the things that you have experienced in your life, for the things that you have already overcome, for the things that you never, ever thought that you would see through? Let's have a look. Yamalia said freeze. Have I frozen? Can you see me? Okay, I'll continue. I'll continue because I'm hoping that you can see me. Um, but I want you to tell me, do you acknowledge yourself for everything that you have been through, for the challenges that you have been through, for... Think about this shit. Okay. <sighs> All right. This, this really gets me. It, it, it gets me. It gets me. <laughs> it gets me. Because when you think of how old you are, even if you are 18, even if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, if you knew how rich your timeline was, right? So let's say from birth up to here, whatever, whatever that might look like for you, okay? If you knew how rich your timeline was in terms of experience, in terms of the things that you have overcome from birth up until now, the challenges that you have seen yourself through and have forgotten about, right? Think about, I really want you to think about this. And I, I spoke about this in a video that I did actually on, um, on, what was it called? What was it called? Being your biggest fucking inspiration. <laughs> That's, that's the conversation that I had. I go into more detail in that, but I just want you to think about this. Because as we talk about embracing change and transition and everything feeling scary and overwhelming, etc., sometimes we forget that we have been through shit in our lives, that we have seen so much, that we've experienced so much, that we have supported other people so much that we have supported ourselves, even if we don't realize it, even if, um, you know, you don't have the specific memory or the specific moment right now, it, it would be impossible for you to convince me that in your entire lifespan, you haven't done a shit ton of things that you would have never imagined yourself to do, right? We, we discredit ourselves so much. I don't know enough. I'm not enough. I can't do this. Um, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not deserving of this. I don't know what I'm doing. All of this fucking bullshit. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. This is very important, okay? <laughs> it is not your fault. It's the programming. It's the training. It's the habitual... Um, oh, my God. Oh, oh. Okay, let me just let me just see what you wrote because of course I asked you that question of if you recognized. Um, let's see. 
Yep, definitely so much quicker to criticize myself and to celebrate myself. Mm-hmm. I've been through the toughest shit and I'm still so fucking hard on myself. I'm always reminding others to remember their achievements and challenges they have overcome, but I find it hard to do for myself. Um, Gugu said, not enough. I think I more so think of my wrongdoings and ruminate on those and not focus on the positive enough. This is huge. We're going to talk about that. Um, Style Idealist said, I started to fill in a spreadsheet of my monthly wins, however big or small. Yes, 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 yes. I love this so much. Be your own greatest inspiration, Sarah. Absolutely. Um, this time last year, I thought I wasn't going to get through the trauma, but I look back now and I laugh because I needed to go through that phase to get where I am now. <sighs> it all makes sense. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so, so much. Um, Style Idealist said, I tell myself nobody cares a lot. That I love this self-awareness because you're aware of this, which means that you can change that. And I know it can sound so simple, but stop telling yourself that. Stop telling yourself that. And something that helped me to stop telling myself all of this debilitating bullshit, other people are better than me, I don't know enough. Ah! Oh. Something that helped me. <laughs> and I hope that this can help you. If you're someone that um, likes abstract concepts, but even if you've never tried abstract concepts before, they're, they're very helpful. And abstract concepts tend to bypass the conscious mind and speak directly to the subconscious mind. That's why things like hypnosis and NLP are wonderful because they bypass all the conscious, logical, left brain shit and they really go into the deepest, deepest parts of your psyche. So anyway... Something that has helped me so much, and again, language. Language is huge, huge. The way that you speak to yourself, and you only have to just start paying closer attention to, to the shit that you say in your mind every day, you're in a dialogue. But the way that you speak to yourself has a huge, huge impact on the way that you are going to choose to live your life, all right? Huge impact. So if you're telling yourself that nobody cares a lot, you are going to create a belief because this to me sounds like a belief, all right? When you say something enough um, and when you make something factual in your mind, it, it becomes a belief. That's something that you believe to be true no matter what. And that means that even if other people are trying to care for you or say things that are very much caring, um, you will reject it or you won't believe it or you will think they're lying to you right? Because you have that deeply embedded belief that no one cares. So what you need to start doing, and I have an episode on this on my podcast. My podcast is Beyond the Self with Africa Brook. You can find it anywhere. But something about beliefs is that you can reframe them. And reframing is just the beginning, right? When you shift that entire belief on its head and you start to question its validity, all right? Is it really true that no one cares? Is that really, really true? That's what you have to ask yourself. Is that really, really true? That no one in the entire world of just under 8 billion people, that not a single person cares for you, is that actually true? So you don't have any friend in your life or any partner or any caregiver or family member, even one, even a child that shows you love, shows you appreciation, no one. Is that really true? 
you have to unpick that belief and you have to choose to start speaking to yourself in a different way because no one else can do that for you right it's you it's you and it can be difficult because it, it's um normally the way we speak to ourselves has become so automated that we don't even realize anymore that it, it's just so normal to talk shit to ourselves about ourselves that we, we don't even realize that it's the norm. That if someone steps in and tells you how wonderful you are, how beautiful you are, how incredible you are, how inspiring you are, it just bounces right off. Why? Because it's not the norm. Because you're not used to it. It sounds foreign. It sounds alien. But you have to retrain yourself to receive. You have to retrain yourself to receive. If someone compliments you or says something nice, instead of fucking deflecting, receive. Just say thank you. Thank you. I know it can sound so simple, but that's the beginning. Instead of deflecting and saying, no, no, it's... Just say, just say thank you. And train yourself to receive. But it needs to start with you. And the way that you speak to yourself is the very beginning. Okay? Um, what else did someone say? I literally feel like life is a game of snakes and ladders at times. You feel like you're progressing and then you go downhill and discredit yourself. Very common. We're going to speak about this. How do you work on stopping the voices? As in the negative, it's not a big deal voices. So this would be, I think what I've just said kind of um, speaks on that a little bit. But I go into that in more detail if you haven't listened to my uh, podcast episode, I can't remember what it's called, How to Manage Negative Thoughts. I believe it's episode four. Yes, um, it's, it goes into detail on all of that, but it's not, it's not an immediate thing. This is something we need to understand. None of these things are quick fixes. They're not hacks. You have to retrain yourself because you have been trained to think in the way that you think now. You have trained yourself to respond the way that you do, which means you can train yourself to respond differently. You can train yourself to speak to yourself in a different way. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in fucking 30 days. It's a continuous process. It's a continuous process that you have to commit to. Okay, so it's not it's not instant, um, but you can absolutely do it. You just have to start very slow with yourself and be very patient with yourself. Um, Let's see. Self-sabotage feels amazing in the moment and awful later. Self-love feels awful in the moment and amazing later. A quote by Flossie Given. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Flora said, wish I didn't have lectures today. Don't worry, don't worry. You can catch this on replay if Instagram doesn't sabotage. But we got to this point because... We got to this point of conversation because acknowledging really is something that we need to start doing. And the reason why this was important for me to share with you and to talk about the fact that when you look at your life, your timeline, your lifespan, your life experience, whatever you want to call it, you have been through so many things. You have overcome so many things. You have gone through so many changes. Even if you think of uh, changing schools, I know I changed schools quite a few times. I changed countries. I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. 
came here when I was nine years old, um, went to a school where me and my sister and one other, one other boy were the only black children in the school. This was in the early 2000s, having to experience all of that change, having to learn that I was black for the first time when I was nine years old, because I had no idea I was even black. Everyone around me was black. <laughs> Everyone around me was, I had no idea I was black until I came to this country. Because in Zimbabwe, where I was, everyone was like me. Everyone was beautiful. Everyone was welcoming. I didn't have big lips. I didn't have a big nose. I was just, I was just me. And then to come to a country that tells me that all of the things that make me me are wrong, uh, and all of these things, that has changed, that has changed, but I, I went through those changes. I overcame those changes, right? I fully accept myself just as I am. I went through those changes at, very, at a very young age. Losing a parent, that was a change, right? Friendships changing, breakups, all of those things, those are changes. I'm giving you these examples so you start to realize that... Um, you have been through changes in your life. Change is a very constant thing. It's one of the only things that is promised in life, uh, apart from death being the biggest. Um, we need to have a talk about embracing death, actually, because it's a conversation that people don't want to have, but I think it's a very important one. Um, but yes, you have been through so many changes. So something that can help if you are stepping into a new space right now or experiencing change that is you know, difficult, challenging, but change that might also be very good, very exciting, is understanding that you have done this before. You have done this before. Just in a different way, the details were different, the environment might have been different, the people involved might have been different, that version of you might have been different, right? Your age might have been different, your level of awareness might have been different, but that was still change. That was still change and you did it and you did it. Because if you're watching this video right now, that means you didn't die. Unless you're watching this from the beyond, which is also okay. <laughs> right? But you have done this before. You have done this before. So acknowledging is usually a very, very, very huge step to take and start writing that list, right? Something that I do, and I share this pretty much all the time, is that I have what I call a proof list. I have what I call a proof list where I write all of the things that make me, um, <laughs> yes, it's laughing, all of the things that make me credible. For example, if I'm experiencing imposter syndrome and I feel like I'm not qualified enough to do something, I have a proof list. I write all of the things that make me qualified, all of the things that make me amazing at what I do, all the things that make me deserving of whatever situation I'm trying to place myself in. But I also have, I also have a list where I acknowledge myself for the changes that I've been able to see myself through in my life. Whether it's, it's even things like cutting my hair. For the first time three years ago when I shaved my head, I'd be on the train and I was like, oh my goodness, is everyone looking at me? I look like a boy. Oh my, like my femininity, all of this bullshit, right? Because I was going through a change now. It's the most incredible, th I, I, I don't, I'm never going to grow my hair out. I, I highly doubt it because to me, it's just, it's just who I am right now. It's just who I am, right? Um, same thing with my body hair because I, oh, I love my body hair. My body hair... <laughs> 
<laughs> brings me so much joy. But three years ago, again, you would have never seen me with a hair on my body. I would just, ah, I, I, no, no. But I went, I went through that change. So those are things, we've, we've done this before. We've done this before. And they can be big things. They can be small things. Whatever the details might be, acknowledge that you have been through hard things. Okay? You have been through hard things and you will get through whatever you're experiencing right now. And acknowledging yourself, your past self, can be very helpful. All right? Third thing that we want to do um oh thank you Tally. that is so sweet <laughs> thank you so much um third thing that you want to do is to release and you know what i think i've touched on this pretty much all throughout but i just want to drive this point home sorry someone was trying to call me how how dare they i don't like random phone calls either <laughs> please don't call me unannounced it, it gives me anxiety i don't like it um, but someone was trying to call me. Sorry for their rudeness. <laughs> um, okay, so Style Idolist said, the pandemic broke me out of the prison of waxing. Yes! <laughs> yes! Break out! <laughs> um, third thing you want to do, my loves, beautiful people, is to release, all right? You want to release anything that you're holding on to. Is there something that you're holding on to that is stopping you from embracing that change? Is there some, and this is a huge question. And again, this might not be applicable to everyone. Um, and maybe you're not going through a specific change right now, but you can feel that there's something that you're holding on to that is stopping you from evolving in the way that you need to, that is stopping you from really letting go of that toxic friendship, because that happens. People don't want to talk about friendship breaks up, breakups, but I love talking about them. Oh my goodness, I love talking about breakups when it comes to platonic relationships. Maybe we'll do a whole thing on that. But anyway, but anyway, is there something that you're holding on to? Is it the nostalgia, right? The fact that you've known this person for 10 years, the fact that you were in, the, in a relationship with this person for three years, the fact that you were married to them, that you've invested so much time, that even though everything is toxic, nothing is working, you're finding yourself holding on, you're avoiding the change. Um, what is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you are holding on to? Because for you to actually embrace change, for you to actually embrace change, ah, my darling, you are going to have to release. You are going to have to release whether it's the past version of yourself that is not working anymore. You are going to have to release the idea that people might have of you. You might have to release the idea that you need to please everyone. This is huge. This is huge because sometimes, and this is most of the time, <laughs> when you are making changes or life transitions, not everyone is going to be supportive. Not everyone is going to understand and spoiler alert, they don't have to fucking understand. Not everyone has to get it. I This idea that everyone has to get it before you can do the thing or go for the thing or release that thing, that is absolute bullshit. So is there something that you need to release and by you releasing, it's going to allow you to step into that new chapter in, even better for you to step into that next season of your life, for you to step into that transition in a way that is actually conducive, in a way that feels good, in a way that is healthy. What are you holding on to that you need to release? Okay.
so yeah friendship break <laughs> friendship breakups ah oh, yeah they're rough they're, they're very rough and we need to talk about them and i actually ah oh, no because i'll end up going off on a tangent and i only have eight minutes <laughs> if you want to do a live on friendship breakups please just give me the word and we will absolutely do it we can even do it tomorrow um because it's it's something that i love talking about so danielle said mine is the nostalgia of a job i yeah mine is a nostalgia of a job and i know that it's time to leave yep nostalgia romanticizing what was romanticizing what used to be conveniently choosing the lovely memories <laughs> we need to be honest okay we need to be very honest about what needs to be released and acknowledging and this is why acknowledging is also important because a part of acknowledging is accepting accepting the situation for what it was right it's also about accepting the situation for what it was it served you for the person that you were at the time that relationship served you at a point in time that relationship uh that job served you at a point in time that version of yourself served you at one point in time so it's not about demonizing your past self it's not about demonizing anyone or anything it's about accepting what is no longer working so you can step into what is all right and this is not um me saying that toxic relationships or toxic careers or toxic whatever ha are absolved of any responsibility or accountability no 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 <laughs> No, but what I am saying is that a lot of the time to make peace with yourself, you have to accept that at some point in time, or even if it was just one moment, there was something that you needed from that situation. There was something that you wanted from that situation. And it turned out to not be the thing that you signed up for. It turned out to be something that was more harmful than any good. So make peace with it so you can release it. It doesn't mean you support anything that happened in that time or whatever the details might be, but it means that you need to give yourself that peace. So you need to acknowledge the situation for what it was, acknowledge the details for what they were, not what you want them to be, <laughs> all right? And you need to not romanticize the facts and you need to release so that you can step into your next chapter. If there's a part of you that's telling yourself you're not worthy of this new position, you're not worthy of the money, blah, 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 that is fucking bullshit. And that is a, that is a way of thinking that you don't need anymore. So release it, release it. And it starts with you, like there are many different practices you can do um, in terms of that. I speak about them quite a lot, but, um, you can go through some of my other videos or podcasts to kind of get into the details. But yes, releasing is important. And then the last thing that I'll share with you before I leave you, um, I really don't want to leave you. This has gone way too quickly. <laughs> last thing um, is activating. All right. Last step that I personally want to share with you. And again, let me just give you a refresher of the steps. So the first thing is acceptance. Second thing is acknowledging acknowledging what was acknowledging your past acknowledging yourself for the things that you have already overcome and reminding yourself that hold on i've done this before i'm shit scared right now i feel uncomfortable right now but i've been through changes before make a list of all the changes that you've been through so you can remind yourself so you can self-coach 
so you can self-coach. You don't need someone else to do it. You don't need me to do it for you. You don't need a mentor or a fucking guru. No such thing as a guru, by the way. No, you need yourself to self-coach you. Oh, there's a very cute cat <laughs> just outside jumping on my roof. Anyway, you can self-coach. So acknowledging is very important. Acknowledge yourself, even when you feel afraid, even when you feel uncomfortable. It is okay. It is okay. Remind yourself that, all right? Third thing is to release. Release whatever is stopping you from fully stepping into that um, new space. What is the thing that is stopping you? What are you holding on to? A false sense of, uh, you know, this idea of nostalgia or romantic ideas. Oh, but I've known them for 10 years. Oh, but I've been with them for five years. Oh, but it's been two years. I know we emotionally invest. I, I, I understand. I get it. This is where acknowledgement comes in. But you need to make a decision. Are you going to continue holding on and complaining about it? Or are you going to release? And discomfort is going to be a part of that. And that is okay. Last thing you want to do. And this part is going to be very quick because I already have an entire training on this. You want to activate the courage of your future self. Ah, oh, I love this part. This is, this is very important. You need, if you really want to embrace change and transition, even if you feel shit scared, even if you feel uncomfortable, you are going to have to pull from a place that you have never gone to before. But actually... You've gone there before, right? Because step number two kind of covers that. Self-correction, self-correction. You have gone there before. You just can't remember. You've just forgotten. You are going to have to bring up that strength that you used when you overcame those other things before in the past, whatever the details might be, big or small. You are going to have to activate the courage of your future self understand that you can do this and i'm not just saying that in a motivational you can do this let's stand up on the chairs and get excited no i'm not bullshitting you i'm just being very very honest i'm just being very honest the challenges that you are going through right now you can get through them and there is evidence in your life actual proof and actual evidence that will show you that you can all right. And you need to start looking for that evidence. Stop looking for the evidence that keeps you stuck in the same fucking place. Stop looking for the evidence that keeps you in that cycle of bullshit, in the cycle of self-sabotage. Start looking for different evidence. I was speaking to my client about this um, and I was saying to her how it's, how it's so important to Always think of the best case scenario. We are so good at thinking about the worst fucking case scenario. What would happen if you started thinking about the best case scenario? So the change that you're going through, the life transition that you're going through, what if you were to write a list or to record a personal voice note for yourself? I do that all the time. It's amazing. No one has to hear it. It's for you. Think of the best case scenario. What is the best case scenario of this change? What is the best case scenario of this transition? What is the best case scenario of this breakup? What is the best case scenario of this career change? Best case scenario of me starting my business? Best case scenario of me owning my sexuality, owning my body hair, owning all that I am, me making delicious amounts of money without guilt? What is the best case scenario? And I think for me, that that's where you really activate that energy of your future self and you have to do that 
You have to do that. It is your responsibility. We are very good. And I'm going to drag us all. I'm going to drag us all before I go. Because we are very good at complaining. We are very good at looking at all the shit that is going wrong. All the shit that is not working. We're very good at comparing ourselves to every fucking body. It's, it's, it's boring. <laughs> it's a bit boring. Sometimes I even have to say to myself, when I have these... I have to be like... Like, these thought patterns are boring. Can we create some new ones? Can we create some new ones? Because we do have options. You have the option to do that. So when I I remove the charge from those emotions by just saying this is fucking boring. Let let's get it let's get some new thinking. Let's get some new thinking. This is fucking boring. I don't I don't want to keep saying the same shit all over again. So start focusing on the best case scenario. And yes, there are situations I don't want you to gaslight yourself. I don't want you to lie to yourself. I don't want you to bullshit yourself. I want you to be very honest with yourself, but once you once you process all of those things, once you cry, once you grieve, once you do what the fuck you have to do, ask yourself, what is the best case scenario? What now? What now? Because it's not complaining. I, I know that for sure, but we're very fucking good. Very good. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. Um <laughs> Yes, we're bored. We're bored of the inner fucking dialogue. We're bored of the bullshit. Let's create new things. Let's create new thought patterns, new neural pathways. Let's do that. How about that? Um, but anyway, anyway, let me go. <laughs> um, someone said, would love to hear you speak on embodying the new mindset. Yes, absolutely. Let me write that down. I love your suggestions because I have I have very I have very incredible people in the space um, embodying a new mindset. Okay. Consider it done. And then we're gonna speak about friendship breakups, right? I fucking love talking about this because let me tell you, when I went through my friendship breakup last year, there was nothing nothing no resources not just me <laughs> just me there are no songs no movies no i mean now there are but you know what i mean anyway okay i'm gonna go but if you have any um if you have oh i'm so glad you enjoyed it but if you have any topics that you want me to speak about in terms of self-sabotage, in terms of identity shifting, in terms of changing behavior, just drop me a DM. As you might know already, I do not give advice in DMs, but I'm always so welcome to hear your thoughts. And yeah, I just really like knowing where you're at. I want you to know that you are not broken. You don't need to be fucking fixed. You just need to strengthen your self-awareness. You just need to have the tools right to actually shift things because it's not about surface level motivation and affirmations and journaling it's all amazing but it's much deeper than that we need actual tools right we need we need to know what the fuck we can actually do once the motivation disappears right <laughs> and that's the work that i like to do i like to go deep deep because motivation doesn't last forever um, so yes, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I love you very much. If you want, in the meantime, if you want something, 
in terms of kind of uh, these concepts around future self and embodying, I have done a video on IGTV on activating your future self. I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. And my podcast has so many incredible, oh, I, I love I love recording on my podcast because I just sit and I just chat. It's like this, but it's even deeper. So the podcast is called Beyond the Self with Africa Brooke. And yeah, there are so many episodes on that. The next one is coming tomorrow. All things imposter syndrome. Um, and I have a little twist when it comes to the theme and the topic of imposter syndrome that I don't hear many people speak about. So anyway, we'll talk about that. But I love you ever so much. You are all so wonderful. Um, Jazz asked, are you still doing the end of the month day workshop? Yes, I'm still going to be doing that workshop for coaches, but actually I also want to do an event, um, in the beginning of November for people that are not in business, not coaches, but just are very much interested in these kinds of conversations. I want to go very deep with you. So if you do want us to have an event, it will be an online paid event, but it will be very accessible. I, I want us to do that. I want us to do that. So it will be all around self-sabotage and how we can actually shift things on a subconscious level. A very practical session. So yeah, shall we do an event? If we should do an event, maybe we can even make it a monthly thing or every two months and it will have nothing to do with business, nothing to do with entrepreneurship, nothing to do with coaching um, and we can do it. So send me a DM if that sounds good. But okay, now, now I'm really going to go. But I love you very much. You, you're all just fucking amazing. I love you. I do. I do. Okay.